Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 207, which is a much sillier number to say in French. Uh, it's going live for our patrons, April 4th, 2022, and everyone else, April 6th. Uh, Steve, point of, point of clarification, uh, someone actually reached out to me and asked uh, why I hate French so much. <laughs> I don't hate French specifically. I hate badly designed languages, which happens to be most of the Latin-derived ones, including English. Oh, English is awful. English is a language created by illiterate people for other illiterate people. And it shows because you have 10 words that are all pronounced the exact same way that mean different things. It's absurd. Like, and so, so French listeners aside, I I appreciate your sticking with us through my, my teasing and taunting and just know I hate English nearly as much as French. It's just that when you say, you always say it when you say the numbers and let's, and you know, numbers are fine in English. Yeah. They're objectively dumber in French. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to crack a Coke zero here. Good. I'm (laughs) sipping a, I'm sipping a mocha from the dilly dally coffee cafe on Quinpool and Halifax. Shoutouts. Uh, I'm I'm excited to go there later this summer. Dude, I'm so excited too for you to come here, but we're getting ahead of ourselves teasing that second ever in-person recorded Canadian Game Devs podcast. Uh, For those of you who don't know, it's a show, a podcast, an auditory experience covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them, like me. We cover me in some regard, don't we, Steve? We do. Uh, Download Uh, Sentience on Steam. Download Sentience on Steam. Uh, My name's Steven, spelled with a PHNA, so you think it's Stefan. It's not. My dad just goofed it. Uh, Joining me is the creator of the site, which just celebrated seven years of being a website slash Tumblr. Uh, web the website started on March. Okay. whatever. In that case, happy birthday and seven years of doing this to Stephen, spelled with a PH and an E, who we just called Steve to avoid confusion. Hell yeah! Sorry, I'm looking at uh, uh, KFC. No, it's okay. KFC fucked me. Oh wait, no, That's, they did. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> talking to people who didn't fuck us is our amazing patrons, uh, who you can join over at Patreon.com/slash/CanadianGameDevs. Uh, Discord perks, two-day early access to the pod, and discounts for Canadian gaming events like Oh, that's XP right, P Game Developers Summit 2022, which we are proud, uh, proud to say on this podcast, we have a patron discount code for. Uh, let me get the numbers for this. Yeah, so if you're a patron and you want to go to XP Game Summit, it's 20% off. I'll go over XP Game Summit in the events. Uh, but if you want to join our patrons and get access to exclusive stuff like that, and uh, we give away game keys that we get in various bundles all the time, uh, DM Steve if you want one of those patrons. Uh, you should go to patreon.com slash devs. This week, Steve, PlayStation has their first Canadian first-party studio Woo! in the 27-year history of the company. We'll talk about that. Uh, we can attribute that entirely to Steve's hard work here at this website. Um, <laughs> inscription mopped up at the GDC awards, Steve. I want to go over every single award they win because it's very funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I I played like 15 minutes of Inscription and it was great. And then I just like got, you know, dad distracted. Deck. Yeah, I got dad deck and like, you know, I was trying out all the other ones, but I got to go mm. back to that one. And we'll close out the show with some dad deck impressions, which, if you're not following us on Twitter, is what we're calling the Steam Deck, because it has finally allowed gaming on Steam to take a bigger role in this dad's life, hasn't it, Steve? Oh, yeah. I've, I've played more Steam the last, like, week and a half than I have in the last, like, year. 
That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but before we get into the, into any of that, I got I got to think about words before I say them. Let's go over some jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we've been plugging for the past couple of weeks, we still got up Butterware Studios looking for a game dev uh, with Unity or Game Maker Studio experience. Open to remote. Insert coin accounting, and I love this job still. We're looking for an accounting and tax associate or accounting and tax manager who's interested in game accounting specifically. This is just like such a perfect, like, there's probably maybe, no, more than that, maybe like a couple hundred people in Canada who would just be perfect for this job. Uh, And I hope at least one or two of them are listening to this podcast and want to apply. Uh, Outfusion is hiring back in in front of devs remotely. Crimson Herring Studios is looking for a project manager, also remotely. And Kixai is looking for loads of roles, devs, leads, a vice president, and many more. Uh, they're open to you working remotely within Canada or at their Victoria, BC office. Uh, um, yeah, you're and the go, worker and the power is in your hands. Go Sell check out labor. Art. Archiact? A-R-C-H-I-A-C-T. I don't know, I don't know how you would say that. Okay. Ar- Go check out them. It'll They're, be in the show notes. They'll be hiring. Don't um, worry about trying to spell it. It's in the show notes. And who's this other one? Uh, professor Game Design uh, somewhere else. There's a, oh, Sheridan College. Wait, is this the hey. Yeah, Sheridan College is also looking, maybe, potentially. I don't know. I'm very behind on emails as people who have emailed us. No. no, that's fair. Well, okay. <laughs> you could, you too could teach future bright visionaries like Sebastian and Sebastian's partner, Dell, <laughs> who are the only two people I know who went through. No, that's not true. I know, uh, shout outs to Heather Snorkelhead out here working at 2K. They went to Sheridan's game design program. So lots of people I know who went to this program and then immediately got jobs in video games, which might just be the like, you know, top 1% of everyone who goes through that or a good endorsement of the program. I don't know. Where'd you, <laughs> but, where did you go? I went to Sir Wilfred Laurier University's Brantford campus to oh, study boy. game design and development. Yeah. Deeply embarrassed about that degree, but what can you do? Um, yeah. It's where I am now. Laurier, as like, I was waiting for Laurier to have his moment in the whole like throw out all the statues things because just throw on his Wikipedia or some heinous, heinous quotes. Like, did Ryerson ever name them, rename themselves or whatever? I think like, they're still X or whatever. Because there was a there was a Ryerson Park here in Owen Sound because there used to be a Ryerson school. Oh, um, interesting. Um, the school got like it's gone long gone, but the park always remained. And now there's just no park. There's no sign there, and huh. I drive by it like quite often. And I always I'm just like just throw anything up. Yeah, <laughs> just, whatever. Yeah. Just name it Owen Sound Park. It looks weird because they didn't also they got rid of the sign, but they didn't get rid of the two poles, the posts. That were holding up the sign. So it's just like these two That's random... funny. That's so funny, Steve. No, you know what? That probably means it's like when you go to make a toast in the morning and you're not sure if you're going to use the knife again. So you just put it like hanging slightly <laughs> over the sink. <laughs> yeah, that's, true. that's what the Owen Sound City people did. They're like, we might put another sign here. So we're just going to leave these here just in case. No, that's fair. Work smart. <laughs> not hard. Uh, and events, Steve, really one event I want to plug for everyone. The XP game developer summit is returning this month, this week, Thursday, April 7th to Friday, April 8th. It's hybrid online and in person, uh, in person events will be at the artscape Daniels launch pad, which is in Toronto, somewhere downtown, incredibly annoying to get to, I imagine. Uh, and the summit online will be through, uh, I think, Ooh, right, let me get the website, right? It's XP. I need to get it right. It's xpgamesummit.com. X, the letter, P, the letter, gamesummit.com. 
Uh, again, exclusive discounts if you want to become a patron, 20% off tickets. Otherwise, uh, there is a student rate uh, as well as a normal rate. Uh, and let me get those numbers for you, Steve, because it's it's not cheap, but it's going to have a lot of value for, for people, I'd imagine, looking to get into games. Um, so you can get... It's an American. I hate American. No, wait, this seems to be Canadian. <laughs> no, it's American. In American, uh, you can get the virtual only business pass for two days. That's 80 US rounding up from 79 something. Uh, that gives you access to all the talks, a portfolio review, um, and mm. access to their B2B portal so you can connect to other people, set up meetings. Or for 120 US, you get the company business plan. Uh, which lets you go to the in-person event in Toronto, as well as the networking events that are happening in person, hands-on workshops, uh, an in-person portfolio review review presented by ArtStation. You remember ArtStation, Steve? It's still still kicking. Still kicking. ArtStation, uh, as well as a cocktail mixer and in-game swag or in-game. Wow, in-person <laughs> swag. <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy. Just so uh, used so yeah. to saying in-game. I am used to saying in-game. Uh, so that's exciting. Any, any, let me see if there's any big speakers coming to this. Because last year they were working on... Ooh, they got Ken Lai from the Brandovale group. Mm, do I recognize any? Uh, Victoria Tran, the community director for Inner Sloth. She had a really good GDC talk about how she grew the Among Us uh, TikTok page. I was just going to say, she's the Among Us one, right? And she was... Yeah. Um, Kit Fox in my yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, she's always <laughs> gives, she always gives great talks. Um Lots of other big na- studio names here. I don't recognize any of these people, though. Julia Minamata, who's working on the Crimson Diamond, will be Ooh. giving a talk. Uh, she's awesome. Uh, Halavier Nelson Jr., who I got to meet at PAX, uh, who just came off uh, an airport run by, for aliens currently run by dogs, uh, which is very funny. Certain Affinity is going to be there. Loads and loads of studios. So, yeah, check all that out. Uh, CanadianGameDevs.com slash events or XPGameSummit.com. And, again, we got a code if you want it. Mm-hmm. But... On that note, Steve, let's shuffle some paperwork there and get into the meat of things. Also, RIP E3. I hope. Yeah, no uh, kidding. I hope you never fucking come back. I hate you. I'm just sad because selfishly, I just wanted to go to an E3 one day. You know what I mean? And, they, and to be clear, they did say they're coming back in 2023. They made it very clear in their statement they're just not doing one this year because I think the writing's on the wall for them too. Yeah. Um, but just how annoying Joff Keeley's like winky emote tweet. And I know, was, right? Uh, it was, it was, uh, it was, and then I think he did like a Twitter space thing. He did. Short, yeah. And then for, for no reason, XP or not XP. Wow. I'm all over the place. Yo, today, don't, Steve. don't bash them. They're, no, they're, they're yeah, we like them. They haven't shit on E3 yet or personally offended me, but the, um, What's his summer event at Gamescom? Summer Games uh, Game Fest, Fest or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that like the, the the hour E three announced they were canceling. Like they put out a bunch of PR stuff and they were like tweets that was like, it. Oh, here's a yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, like, that was yeah. it. I just hate E three because they sold my email and then also uploaded all my personal information onto a fucking Google Sheet. So They did do that, but in their defense, Steve, they didn't think anyone was gonna go up and download that publicly available list of everyone who attended e3 uh, <laughs> how would they know that that data would be sought after by some super useful information could click download uh including home addresses in some cases but yeah because <laughs> yeah, no, uh, i had to fill in i'm pretty sure i had to give them my passport information and stuff wow. like that so it's like all that information i didn't actually look at it i mm-hmm. know my thing was on there though i know for i know for yeah the the Sorry, Entertainment man. Software Association who puts on E3 is largely responsible. Like, if, if, hmm, what's a good way to... We don't have to shit on them. We can keep, we can keep going. We don't have to. Oh, 
I love shitting on the ESA. Uh, anyway, games came out <laughs> since last time we did a podcast, Steve. Several of them are good. Uh, and other ones might be. I just haven't played them yet. Groove Gunner, which won uh, one of our runners-up for most anticipated Canadian game. Oh. Uh, developed in Regina, Saskatchewan. One of the few non-mobile game studios in the whole province. Oh, no. And I believe the only... No, no, Foolish Mortals is in Saskatoon, never mind. But uh, Groove Gunner is, it's very easy to like, I think on its face, compare Groove Gunner to Beat Saber just because it looks, and and the motion of the trailer is a lot like Beat Saber in terms of things coming at you on a track and you're like hitting them or not. But uh, the way it works, instead of swords, you're using like a shield gun combo. So like each arm has a shield you can like put forward Mm -hmm. to block little balls that come at you. But then there's targets that come on like a Catan uh six uh is it six sides you know like um you know the Catan pieces on the board mm, like the board no, game and i'm afraid to click the link now because oh, okay. skype crapped out on me so well they're like hexes it's like it's like uh they're they're hexagonal and so they come at you and you have to shoot them uh like targets so it's a, it's like sometimes you're blocking with the right while you're shooting with the left i or see you're shooting yeah, yeah. With both so it is beat savers in terms of like things coming at you but it, it is mixing up what you're doing in some interesting ways mm-hmm. um with like the typical like eight times four times popping up and like a score counter and, and you got your streak going uh, but yeah, finally out of early access uh, after over a year, I think, and a lot of time um, listening to fans, getting feedback. Um, yeah, currently sitting at positive on Steam with 23 reviews and nice. Valve Index support, Vive, Rift, and Windows. So pretty much all the major VR headsets. When they go into, when you leave early access, do they like wipe away the reviews or do they mark nope. the reviews that were early access? They mark like, them. Oh, yeah, okay, so at the bottom, like I'm pretty sure if I open this graph, I can filter by... <clears throat> uh, Still learning about Steam, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you can you can filter by the range. So you can just set oh, the see. range to when it was in. But I don't know if it, what it, how it handles the, the reviews actually. Because I know I've seen the little tag that's. I know I've seen the tag that says like perch, um, product yeah. release for free or whatever like that. No, so under every review, it says whether the review was posted during early access or not, like in a huge label at the top. Oh, okay. okay. So you'll know if it was reviewed before or after. So like the the most recent non early access review is fantastic rhythm game with really novel concept. Uh, it turns out it's really addictive and fun. The bigger surprise though, is how fun blocking bullets is with the shield and how, how much that mixes up the gameplay. So it seems Mm. people are digging it. Um, so yeah, stoked for that. And there, and, uh, shout outs to, uh, Oh, is it Regina Game Devs or Saskatchewan? I think it's Regina Game Devs. Yeah, they're they've been the ones really beating the drum for that in our in our Discord and kind of doing like the hype man for Saskatchewan Game Devs. So they're a good follow too. Get that PSVR two. I'm interested. Yeah, get Groove Gunner on PSVR two, but it's gonna be weird being the only wired VR heads. Well, Index is still wired, but so different in terms of audience, I think. Oh wait, I have an Oculus. I you should... do. You can play Groove Gunner right now. Steve. Let me let well, me see because right sometimes. Anyways, we can okay. we can keep going. I'm gonna... Um, Ethernaut from Dragon Slumber in Montreal has released on Steam. First person puzzle solving, some some narration. I played a, a in development build where it was still his voiceover, which was very funny. Um, and, and yeah, it's some some cool puzzles. It's messing a lot with time. It's like some braid stuff in terms of like. You know, you got yourself doing something in two different... It's weird. It's cool, though. Uh, I should dump, jump back into it, I like it yeah. now that it's fully out. 
uh, Dawn of Monsters, Steve, from yeah. 13 AM Games. Cool billboard you, you've retweeted. They have a billboard of just like a bunch of Canadian indie characters, kind of like our uh, Twitter banner, actually, but just like on a billboard in the city you're wrecking, which was very funny. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Dawn of Monsters, four player kaiju verse. It's, it's Pacific Rim, the game, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, cool. <clears throat> I almost. Oh, Groove Gunner is not on Oculus, I don't think. Is it not? It says on Steam. Yeah, Oculus Rift. Oh, the Rift is different than the <clears throat> Quest. Yeah, because the Quest. Okay. Yeah, because the Quest can't play everything. Right. <clears throat> so in order to do, you gotta like, yeah, do some weird work around. Okay, you can like connect mind. it to your computer to like to, to get the rest of it, but like I'm I'm not gonna do that. No. <clears throat> Maybe someday in the future. And lastly, probably uh oh, two big games got, or sorry, Dauntless. Got a big update. I don't keep up with Dauntless. Steve, why is this here? Do you keep up with Dauntless? I try. I, it's it's the game where I'm like, man, I wish I had more free time to play this because I would yeah. I would just dive into it so much. But I I like I if just, Dauntless hit like 16 year old Steven's life, oh, dude, I would I would have crushed Dauntless <laughs> back then. But um, it's something that I'm always just like kind of keeping an eye on, and I'm just like, that's cool. And occasionally I'll download it, mm-hmm. and then it'll just stay there. You know, yep. I'm just like, oh, I don't have, I don't have the time to buy this, you know, season pass. And I feel like I just like this happened with destiny where I was like destiny Two, the new witch queen, whatever is mm-hmm. like awesome. And then I just don't play it for like two weeks. And then I feel like I'm just like out of sync with the yeah. game and the world and all that stuff. So it's, it's a genre of games that really is a part-time job that you really have to commit to like a part-time job forces you to commit to, to enjoy. Yeah. Like when like, I was, when I was playing world of Warcraft and EverQuest and stuff like that, like those were like really the only games I was playing at the mm. time. So it's like, it's like MMOs. Like you just, yeah, I'm like, I would love to play final fantasy 14, but that would just be a waste of my time. <laughs> Cause I would just play would. like three hours and then just like never again. And yeah, yeah, man onboard. Like it's, it's a conversation that's always ongoing. Like how, how do you get new people into destiny Two without changing the experience in such a way to alienate the like core several hundred thousand people you need to keep the lights on. You yeah. Know? And some of these games just like warframe. I, mm. I warframe is one of those games where I do kind of go back every six to nine months. And every time I do, I'm just like, what the fuck? fuck do i do like it's so confusing you know what you know what game never lets me down in that regard what's that is rocket league i have played Mm. i have like and i'm in the middle of like a a a phase right now but like every i would say three to six months since 2015 i just play rocket league every night for like a a a week or two and then i just drop it for another six months but it all like you can always go back to rocket league it's just perfect for that yeah Oh man, and Tunic is out, Steve. But we'll talk about that and what we've been playing. And Hell's uh, yeah, yeah. I want to go over some news. Uh, been about a month between pods, so a lot's happened. You know, there's there's a war going on in Europe, Steve. No, it's uh, all about Will Smith and Chris Rock. It is. Will Smith did um, do it, do a do an assault, but he's not making games, and I don't really want to play a game if he was making it. So I'm surprised there's no Fresh talk. Prince. Video game? game? Oh, they might make one, or they'd probably do a mobile one for that shitty HBO reboot or whatever. Oh, it's not shitty. It's good. Is it? Have you seen an episode? No, yeah, we've been watching it every Monday night. Oh, wow. Okay, never mind then. I take it back. I, I, I just assume every, like, rebooted decades-old property is mm. just a cynical crash grab that's probably worse than the thing it's imitating. But... It's 100% that, but what's different is, like, it's a retelling, whereas all the other stuff, like, um, like I'm, I'm specifically thinking of... Uh, 
the fucking the San Francisco Bob Bob Saget one. That oh, that's Fuller like House? <laughs> yeah, Full House. That's like a continuation. Like a lot of them are continuations. Whereas Bel-Air right, like is Ghostbusters like, Afterlife with the Stranger Things kids. And <clears throat> yeah, and so this is just and it's like man. it's also not even it's not even really a comedy. It's like a more darker kind Ooh. of telling of the story. So it's it's very it's different. Did they did they Dark Knight French Prince of Bel Air Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> they didn't Dark Knight it. They uh, Boys in the Hood it. Okay, that's a great way to pitch the show to me. Actually, <laughs> you kind of yeah. want to watch the Fresh Prince. It's pretty good. Now. It definitely isn't like perfect. Like it definitely has its moments where Heather and I are just like, Ugh. but. It's it's good. It's managed to like, you know, we managed to watch it every Monday night. So anyways, we can continue. Speaking of San Francisco, Steve, great oh, transition. Right. The game developers conference happened this past month. NFT, bro. In San Francisco. NFTs were big, blockchains were big. I did not attend. My coworkers attended and told me about it. But every year for several years now, the Independent Games Festival has had an award show along with the Game Developers Conference award show. They kind of like happen at the same time. In mm. uh, this year, Steve, Inscription rinsed, cleaned out. Inscription hurried hard across that rink. What do you call the field in curling? It's a rink. I would say rink. House? No, the end is the house. Anyway. Is it? Uh, Inscription, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you every single thing Inscription won at this award show. Inscription won Game of the Year at the Game Developers' Choice Awards. Nice. Inscription won Excellence in Design, Excellence in Audio, Excellence in Narrative, and the Seamus McNally Grand Prize. Five awards in the evening, uh, all to Daniel Mullins from Vancouver, Canada, for my favorite game of 2021, Inscription. Uh, so yeah, congrats, and uh, hopefully yours doesn't get lost in the mail like the Celeste devs, oh, yeah. although that was the Game Awards. I also want to highlight uh, Boyfriend Dungeon did win the Social Impact Award at the GDC, or they called the Game Developers Choice Awards um, instead of Conference, which is what I think it means in the normal uh, abbreviation. But yeah, Boyfriend Dungeon is the only other Canadian game here, I think, that won a... Uh, an award. That's same. Yeah. So nice. congrats. Um, in other news, uh, Gotham Knights has been uh, delayed. It is now coming out October 25th. Uh, first release in over nine years from Warner I, Brother Games Montreal. I know. The last game was Arkham... Origins? Origins. Holy shit. That means that picture I posted on our Twitter is nine years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's crazy. I had to go deep in your Facebook to find Yeah, that. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, for those who don't know, there's a picture of me because Arkham Origins and Arkham Blackgate, the Vita one, launched, like, the same day. So I put on my Batman PJ Bottoms, my black with the yellow logo Batman shirt, and went to EV Games and got it. And there's a picture of me holding both of them. And, yeah. yeah wow. I, had to, I had to go... I had to go back because I, I was just like, for some reason, I thought it was like, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of forget how old the Vita is because I was yeah. like, oh, this must have been like four or five years ago. And I'm like, Dude, then I, then I had to like Pass, look up the release and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so long ago. Game Pass <laughs> is five years old this year. I know that that came up in Discord or something. Yeah. Where someone mentioned that. I was just like, no, it, no, it yep. hasn't. I got it. I got it to play below in December 2018. <laughs> and that's crazy. Oh. Man, but anyway, Gotham Knights, if you don't know, uh, Warner Brothers Montreal, they did Arkham Origins, which is like 
just been abandoned by Rocksteady and I guess the Batman license. Like it's not in any of the collections. You can still only play it play it on PS3, 360, PC. They shut down the multiplayer. Like it's just like they they wanted to move on from it for some reason. But I really liked Origins a lot. Like I liked Origins more than City and Night, to be honest. Like it would go Asylum, Origins. Yeah, whatever. City and Night are fine. Uh, <laughs> but this new game is four player co op. So the the and they're doing the thing in the trailer where like Batman's dead. We're past yeah. Batman. So I don't know if he's gonna show up or one of them becomes Batman. But it's Nightwing, Robin, Batgirl, Red Hood. Yeah. Uh and it's kinda like the, you if you've played City and Night, there were those co op sections co-op in quotes single player co-op in terms of like Catwoman and Batman were fighting and so like you do the circle x combo to throw a guy up in the air and then you would take control of catwoman to like do the finisher on that guy and then keep fighting as catwoman Mm. so it seems like just from the trailer it looks like they took that system but made it like true co-op two people playing at the same time i'm excited for this i'm excited for this only because it's it's just been so long since played like a batman game like yeah and co-op means like i really want to play this game with you steve and we say that a lot we need to play more games together but the arkham combat co-op it just sounds a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm down with it. Yeah, and I mean, and, delays are, you know... it's Absolutely. Yeah, no, get out of 2022 if you can, because, well, I guess now Breath of the Wild's 2023, so there's just never a safe time to release a game. Well, it's October 2022, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. October yeah, 25th. So, it, so. so it's just before, like, Call of Duty would come in and just, like... Mm. Although they're skipping coming. this year, which is... No, I think that's time. next year, I think. Oh, Okay. Which means, like, yeah, we're going to see so many games in the fall of 2023 that are unfinished and garbage. That's true. (laughs) And even this year, like, so many games that were supposed to come out that missed their target because of COVID woes, like Starfield's hitting this fall. Um, uh, Of course, the usual slew from EA, Ubisoft. Um, Horizon was delayed to, like, just now, and they should delay it further. God God of War is getting delayed. I'm calling it right now. Like absolutely like what was the last sony santa monica game that didn't get delayed like I don't know. well it's already yeah. technically it's already been delayed but they said it was supposed to be last year which was always right. kind of like it's like your game this last game came out in 2018 there's no way you're releasing it three years later mm-hmm. um but yeah i think it's going to get delayed because the same thing it's just like sony never releases stuff during the fall we, we had a discussion about this on discord mm. and i was like God of War has to come out before October because they never release anything during the fall. Spider-Man was September. All these other games are like February. Last of Us gets pushed. Yeah. Out, blah, blah. So I'm like, if it's coming out in September, the latest, like we're already in April. Like we need to know the release date soon. And yeah. They're not showing anything. So I, I, huh. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, maybe they re- announce a release date, but I think God of War would be pushed out and I del- agree. delays are fine. Horizon yeah. should have been delayed more, but yeah, delays are fine. Delays are fine and happen less when your workers are unionized. I'm so mad about Horizon, by the way. Yeah, we'll get to that and what we've been playing, Steve. Uh, Next Level Games and Nintendo have announced Mario Strikers Battle League. Next Level Games, uh, the Vancouver-based indie studio who'd pretty much only made Nintendo games their entire existence and then just Mm -hmm. got bought by Nintendo this year. Yeah. Uh, Hot off of Luigi's Mansion 3, which... After playing Kirby is a much more impressive uh, software uh, <laughs> that I've played on my Switch. Um, 
So Mario Strikers, I have a friend, Brayden, shout out to Brayden, uh, met at Laurier's Game Design Program, who's just like the biggest Mario Strikers fan I've ever met, and just loves the series so much. And when this game got announced, I just sent him like the side eyes, and he just sent me like the sunglasses face, and I was like, there we go. Something clicked for someone today, and I'm glad, because I love Mario Strikers as every, well. Every three years, these guys are, are just banging them out. Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon on, three, on 3DS was 2013. Mm-hmm. Metro Prime Federation Force on was mm-hmm. 2016, which I think people don't like, but I don't know if they don't like it because it didn't have Samus. Yeah, that was the Federation Force was like the 3v3 Rocket League one, wasn't it? There was like a really weird one they did. Yeah, it doesn't have Samus in that. I know, I know that it's like the soldiers, whatever. Uh, Luigi. Then three years later, Luigi's Mansion three on with 2019, which we both so enjoyed. good. And then so 2022, good. less than three years later, like Mario it's Strikers. May, it's Mario Strikers. So you know what? Shout out to Next Level Games. They announced games. They hit them, and you know what? They don't run like ass on my Switch, unlike some games Nintendo makes. <laughs> We're both so angry about it. I this. am so angry. Uh, let's get through the rest of these, though. Sons of the Forest, Steve, the hotly anticipated sequel to what you and I realize is probably one of the biggest cleaning games ever made and we just don't talk about, um, has been delayed from May 2022 to October 2022. Yeah, I still I bought it on PS4 and never played it. Like it goes on sale a lot because I get the email because like there is online you and I could play sometime. But at this point, we might as well just wait for Sons of the Forest. You know? Yeah, I don't want to mess up. My, yeah. I wanted to, I want to try because, like you said, it is the it's probably the biggest Canadian game. Dauntless might be up there. Warframe yeah. is probably up there, but like, yeah. it's not a live. I don't think it's a live. But those get coverage. Like Warframe, Warframe's at E3. I like, know. I never they, see. I didn't even know this got delayed until you messaged me. And it's like, these, I can't even. I can't even put a face. Where are the to fans? The studio. Yeah. yeah where are like, the fans of this game? Like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. If they're just playing it, buying shit in it. It's crazy. <laughs> but good. No, on I them. don't even think there's microtransactions to be honest. But I, yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, no, the one day Steve and I just went on to uh, End Night Games, I should say, in Vancouver, are the makers of um, Sons of the Forest and The Forest, which was an early access for forever and then came out. But yeah, The Forest, does it even have microtransactions? Let me check. Let me check Steam. No, it's just a $22 game. You just buy and play with people. I'm so confused. Because <laughs> I remember I bought it, and then at the same time I was playing... Um uh, um, what's the other game out in? Oh, you were playing the Long Dark. The Long Dark, mm-hmm. and like I was still in it, and Heather was like, "Watch me play the forest." I spooted it up, and she's like, "Oh, is this that survival forest game you're telling me about?" I was like, "No, but it's it's a it's the same thing." So maybe I'll finish Long Dark. And Steve, they I, recently hit. Either. They recently hit like probably this week three hundred thousand Steam reviews, <laughs> which crazy. are now put together overwhelmingly positive i think that means i think that it's something like 90 percent plus or something have to be positive to hit that um of the recent reviews which is 4400 which shows all the reviews uh it doesn't give me a a, a window but they're at overwhelmingly positive as well the top funny review is uh, found myself in a crashed plane in a forest on an island i see a filthy naked woman running around as if she were on bath salts the woman starts attacking me and i kill her I eat all of her limbs. <laughs> then I come home and start playing the forest. Oh, geez. That took a oh, turn. God. Oh, no. Okay, you know what? I'm downloading it on my PS4. Okay, Steve, but did you know that the forest is partly playable on the Steam Deck, according to the Steam page? Uh, yeah, but I own it on PS4. Right, though, so. right. Okay, yeah. If it was also, verified, I'll play download, I'll play it was verified, I would... Yeah, okay. If it was verified, that's a little bit different, and I want to get into that, but... Mm, I want you to get into that, too, so let's get through the rest of this news. Yeah. 
last bit of last couple bits of news. Two, I want two two stories. First, this one's very nice. The uh, Celeste developers, as I mentioned earlier, uh, had lost their game of the year or no their game award from the VGAs in 2018. Which what did they win it for? It was game of the year. No, it wasn't game of the year. It or was like best a, like independent indie? game. Yeah, yeah like was, in, yeah. Sorry, I meant indie game. Yeah, best independent game. Uh, it, it got lost, and uh, let's see. They 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 said what happened. Uh, they got the award on stage. Uh, they went backstage and had to give it to someone else, and they're like, "We'll mail it to you." And like, "Oh, okay." And just it never happened. It just got messed up. They reached out. They were like, "We lost it," and it was like, "Oh, what can you do?" Then this year, it shows up on eBay. <laughs> Uh, so this guy buys it, streamer Prestige's Key, uh, buys it, and then reaches out to the Celeste devs and like, hey guys, because it has written on the trophy, like, best independent game, Celeste. Yeah, I think that's why they took it away, because they, they embra- no, what's the word? Engrave it with, like, the, the studio and stuff like that. Right, so it doesn't spoil who won it. Yeah. That makes sense, that makes sense. Uh, and then he reached out to them, and he was just like, hey, I, I found your game award, do you guys want it? And they were like, oh shit, yes we do. Uh, here's a packing label, and then they sent him a bunch of signed Celeste merch. Nice. And it's just a nice story, and I just love that, you know? But probably the biggest Canadian gaming news since last we spoke, Steve, is PlayStation's first ever Canadian first-party studio, and they didn't even found it. They bought it. Uh, they bought Haven, which was first announced ooh, in, it was a like blog, a year ago. in a blog post. I can tell you the exact day it was announced. March? Nope. March 16th, 2021. Almost a year to the day from announcing the studio... And then on March 21st, they announced they were buying it. Uh, this studio is led by Jay Ray- Jade Raymond, uh, a much beleaguered game producer turned director turned person who was in charge of a lot of Battlefront 2's monetization problems and right. hasn't been able to ship a game since Battlefront 2. Uh, has gone to various other teams where she's left or the studio's been shut down. Well, she was on Stadia for a little while. and then mm-hmm. yeah. At that Montreal one, I think. Um, but yeah, and then last year announced Haven, which is... <laughs> I, I like when the, the name of the studio is a joke where it's like a safe haven for someone who just wants to make a game, like how Respawn was a studio where all the COD devs went after they quit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, now it's the first PlayStation Canadian studio. Their new game is described as, quote, a triple A multiplayer experience, end quote, which is the most boring. I, ever. Yes, I don't. And, but given Raymond's history working on the Far Cry series, the Assassin's Creed series, the Battlefront 2 launch, like it seems to me her MO is heavily monetized, microtransaction filled. Well, she's play games, right? Uh, I don't. Well, yeah, I mean, she started. Ubisoft Toronto, like she was one of the first people there, and they did Splinter Cell Blacklist to start. <laughs> bad, bad start. <laughs> hey, uh, did people not like that game? I don't know. I thought people no, I just meant starting a Ubisoft uh, oh, studio that's famous for abuse and uh, having the HR manager not do her job. Yeah, man, Toronto. Um, yeah, I mean, like if that's Raymond's legacy, like if that's if her mo, if if her if her rap sheet is founded the abusive Ubisoft Toronto studio, shipped a bunch of really bad microtransaction filled games and i'm now making a playstation game like i'm obviously assuming a lot of things based on history but you know history repeats itself uh i'm not excited for this game or whatever they're gonna do here i mean we just don't know anything about it so i don't really 
until and it's like been a year so it's mm-hmm. like we're like four years away three years away from even seeing this thing so mm-hmm. but i want to put this con in the context of um playstation's re- recent uh public you know stance about their their trajectory um what's his face the ceo jim ryan guy is like we only do blockbusters now there's no real space yeah. for indies at playstation we're not looking to make those and profit off those kind of games we want billion dollar budgets with multi-billion dollar returns like that's what playstation's going for now and I don't really care about those kind of games. And tapping someone who last contribution to games was the Battlefront 2 launch <laughs> doesn't give me a lot of hope. Yeah, you're very negative about this. I just want to be, I want to keep it real with folks. Like Haven as a studio and what we know about it and how PlayStation wants to leverage their studios is probably going to make something I don't like. And I think that that's okay to say that. It's like how we were kind of talking about Nobody Saves the World. It was like, Hey, this is going to come out and Steve and I didn't really like this, but you know, still came out and it's still a thing and other people might like it. Did she do the microtransaction stuff? Cause so she's, she is part on star Wars battlefront two, but she, she was also there for the start of EA motive studios. And my understanding was that motive studios did the single player for battlefront two. So she was the group general manager for battlefront two. Um, I don't know what a group general manager does. So maybe I should, Search Google for that before. Yeah, maybe you should just like get informed before you develop, shoot all of Develop career. and recommend short and long range objectives consistent with a business's guidelines. Uh, I mean, that could that could be single player content, but that could also be like microtransactions. So also con- consider what EA's short and long range objectives and business guidelines are. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, maybe she hated it the whole time, right? Maybe maybe since she started working on these microtransaction filmed games, she just hated it and just wanted to get out. But I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. I am very curious, and I'll watch that trailer and keep up with the studio, but I don't like the way the wind's blowing. You know what I mean? No, that's fair. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. It's been it's, it's like it's going to be three years. Really, I think now they're just going to start poaching Ubisoft people and poaching. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> um all the other freaking studios I can't Dude, think did of. Dude, did stuff. you read that story? There was people at Ubisoft Montreal, and the, uh, so many people left so quickly that the new hires were reaching out to people who left, asking them things about the engine and about different <laughs> things, because no one at Ubisoft still employed knew how to do it. That's how many people left and how quickly. Oh, my God. It's, it's <laughs> so... Can you imagine getting to your desk and you're like, all right, we need you to do this. And you're like, okay, how do I do this in the engine? And then... Uh, I don't know. They did that. Like, well, they don't work here anymore. Like, oh, ask them anyway. Can you imagine? <laughs> Just like message them on LinkedIn or something. <laughs> oh man, so funny. But alas, that's it for the news. Uh, and and Steve, I just really want to use the rest of this show to to go over what we've been playing and get those dad deck impressions yeah. that the people have been thirsting for. <laughs> Pe- um, I am I am people. Well, do you want to, do you want to talk about Tunic first? Because I think we that's the we, that's true. That is our our touch base point here. We've yes. both been playing Tunic. I think I'm a little further than you. I'm. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm maybe an hour and a half. Hour. Like I've I've ran the first bell. I have the sword. And okay. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck to do. The thing with the game, like yeah, I was told you know it's it's Dark Souls. It's uh, Souls like, and it is like you die and you have to go get your coins or whatever. It's only twenty. It's only twenty. What do you mean 20? You only lose 20 gold when you die. Oh, do you? I didn't even even clue into that. That's one of those things they don't tell you. But I I think that is... And Tunic is a Souls-like, but I would would say Tunic's much more a Souls-light in many, many ways. Yeah, like, 
it, the combat is difficult and it's fun, like rolling and stuff like that. I don't have a shield, which I don't know if I like missed or if I just get it later or something. Because um, the one thing the game doesn't do, and this is sometimes a good thing, mm. is it doesn't tell you shit. Like it, anything. Like even the instructions and stuff are in like this unknown language. And I'm like, am, am I, I'm like, am, did I miss like a translation rock or something to nope. tell me like what this is? Like, I don't know. You just have to either know or use it to figure no, out. No, I want like, I want to drill this home for people. Like sometimes you walk up to a sign. You've all walked up to a sign in a video game, and I press A, and then a a, a box comes up, and it's in a different language, and at the bottom is just okay and no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so it, so I didn't. So I had heard it was difficult in terms of combat. I didn't know it was like difficult in terms of like you. They it doesn't really tell you what to do, and. It's kind of a great Steam Deck game for that reason. It's verified, which is nice. Um, nice. It controls really well. Good. It's yeah, no, it, like no complaints on on. But that buttery part. smooth. How's that performance? It performs. It, yeah, it's. I don't know. I I can't really tell thirty versus sixty unless like it's flipping back and forth, and I'm mm. like, okay, Horizon is sixty, and then I turn to like the resolution the um, resolution Perform. mode, and I can yeah. see it. So I can't yeah. tell, but it, I know it doesn't like slow down or whatever. Like it, it definitely runs nicely. Nice. The one overall issue with Steam Deck is that fan fucking goes off like very often and it's annoying. I um, hear it. It sounds like it's taking off a bit. Yeah, it's uh, it's not great. And so here's here's the pitch for Tunic, Steve. I think tun- the the I think the intended player experience of Tunic is sitting down to play Zelda One. If yeah. Zelda one was made with modern design sensibilities using an instruction manual that's been written in by someone who's already beat the game. That's what it feels like playing tunic. And the instruction manual is such a core part of this experience. And it really is more important than any other tool in your game. It's laid out. And I actually was doing some research on like old uh, instruction manuals and, and game guides from like the eighties and nineties. And I'm convinced this is based on like the Mario 64 Zelda one, like Japanese guide because yeah, like the map, the map looks like it's straight out of the Zelda, like NES, like instruction manual. And, and you it's can great. zoom in. Like if you're on the, if you're on the instruction booklet and you press a, it zooms into like yeah. maybe an inch by an inch on the page. I didn't, and it's so detailed. Like it's crisp. I didn't realize that like your character is on the map and it will move. So it's like, a, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a map that will tell you. And I was like, Oh, so I've been, flipping back and forth between the map now trying to it's, find your little fox guy. so it's it's great portable because i am just chilling and i'm like exploring and stuff like that and i think man horizon just kind of ruined a few games for me lately because mm. i'm just like oh i feel like if i was playing this in january i would have i would eat this shit up all day you but spent I'm just, your your open world stamina already? A, a little bit and mm. i'm it's still really fun and it's difficult but the, this is the first time now where I've hit like a wall of like, where do I go? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what, where to go. Yeah. And, and reading a guide for these type of games is really it's difficult. Miserable. Because there's not really checkpoints. So it's just like, go to the West Bell Tower and see a, like a, a windmill, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And you can, t- and I'm like, oh, I don't know where that is. <laughs> yeah. It's such a bad game to, to, play a guide from if you haven't been playing with a guide from the beginning yeah because you can be in so many different places when you discover things like like i know where the shield is in your game because it's the same place it was in mine but when you get this shield when you get the thing that helps you get to the shield i don't know because that's how that's how open like did i miss the shield like i rang the first bell you you can't miss anything if you rang the first bell 
I found the shield after I rang the first bell, okay, okay. I'll, I'll say. But I don't know if you can find the shield before ringing the first bell, right? Yeah, it's not like ringing the first bell opened up a thing. The only thing that's really kind of opened up an area for me was the sword. Cause yes, the cause one, now you can cut those yeah, uh, bushes the, down. The thing, that's, the thing that I love is like... You know how in Dark Souls you'll like kick down a ladder later on and then it like yep. leads you back to so it sort of has that, but it's not you're not doing anything because it's just like, oh, here's a path that's like behind this building that you never bothered to go yes. behind. And like, but this is a shortcut to the like later on. I'm like, oh, it's so like the way the camera and the hidden paths are, are kind of done, it's like you're just and like it's such it's such a Nintendo thing because like t- when I try to describe this to people, it's like in, in Mario 3D world, when you go in a pipe or behind a wall that like from the fixed camera perspective, you can no longer see your character anymore. It's, you just get like the black shadow. Yeah, it's silhouettes, but it doesn't even do that. <laughs> it's just like you're it's just, so good, Steve. You're just so lost. So like I'm really enjoying it, but because I had just come from like Horizon, which is this big open world. And it just puts the waypoint right at the top in yeah. the middle. There's no doubt about where you have to go. And it was just buggy as hell mm. for me. I'm like, the same thing happened with the Elden Ring where I'm just like, oh, I'm not in the mindset yeah. to have an open world game that doesn't tell me shit. Yeah. So I'm, I'm taking it. I'm playing a different game to get off of that. You and need then, a palate cleanser. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But Tunic is awesome. It's so the one good. thing I will say about Tunic that I really love. So the, the, the map on the instruction booklet is presented like face on, like, like, like you're staring at a building from the front, like a front on view, but the game cameras like slightly off and up, like at a 40 to five degree, mm-hmm as it called isometric i think view i think so yeah um but so because you can see head on on the map it shows you things you don't see once it's tilted 45 oh that's right i never i haven't even thought about that dude and so once you once i realized that like i would just you you go to the map and you press a to zoom in so it's like an inch by an inch across and i'm just panning across this map and you'll see Steve, one time I found, like, there's a point where it looked like someone had erased something. Like, there was a, it looked like an indent in the page, mm-hmm. and it and it looked like someone had erased something, and then I went there, and of course there was something there. It's mm. so nice. And the other thing, Steve, I don't know if you realized, when you pause the game, it takes the game view, like the full screen game view, pushes it back and warps it into a CRT TV, and then pulls the manual up in front of it like you're a kid pulling a manual oh, in front of a CRT what? TV. Yeah. So when when you zoom in, go to the very edge of the uh, the instruction manual and look, and the tunic game is paused behind you on a TV, like a oh, CRT man. TV. I, I, I'll have to look at that. That's sweet. it's so good. And so like yeah, that level of detail and like care is in this game. And I haven't had a like I haven't really hit a point where I'm like, what do I do now? What do I do now? Like I have had those like um, kind of stuck moments for like maybe five minutes, and then I really just open the instruction manual, zoom in, look around, and when there's something i haven't been to just go there and yeah and i, I yeah. just discovered that the instruction manual has a map and that the map has me on it and yes and I can, so that was literally the last thing i did because i was just like where the fuck do i go yep. and then i was like okay so i think i know like i i know i have a place i have a few places where i'm like okay i think i can go here mm-hmm. i just like haven't that, that was just like the last time i played or whatever and oh, man but yeah I, there's there's core mechanics taught through the manual too like like I, I was reading on Reddit. Some guy made it to the end of the game without learning this core mechanic. That, and I don't want to spoil the game either, but just know that like, if you don't read the instruction manual, you will actually miss like huge parts of the gameplay. You know what I mean? Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mes- message awesome. me what that is afterwards. I'm I will. I will. Okay. All right, Steve. 
dad deck. It's out. We've been talking about it for over a year now. Uh, hit me. Um, okay, so overall impressions of the thing. <clears throat> it is beefy. It's a beefy boy. Okay. It's a lawn boy. It's actually thinner than I really I thought. Because when I saw how long it was and how like it basically just like engulfs a game gear, I was like, oh my mm. god, this thing probably weighs like so, fifty. Pounds. I've never held a game gear, but between a Switch and a Wii U gamepad, where do I put it? Um, oh man, it's been a while since I held a Wii U gamepad. I would say it's probably thicker than a Wii U gamepad. Wow. Okay. Like, the game gear is thick. Like it's. It's it's pretty thick, and so okay. the handles of the Steam Deck is you know they're comfy, but the actual like screen part of it is like just as thin as a Switch, which is pretty impressive. Huh. The screen is amazing, and I I guess it's not OLED or whatever, but mm. I think just due to the size of it um, and the resolution, like tunic, like I was I was almost buying tunic because I was like oh like I can't get. Um, Game Pass to work on this thing, yeah. but I want to play tunic because it seems like a because of a lot of the games I have are old, like, 10-year-old games on Steam that I just, like, bought in Humble Bundles back in the day. Yeah. The few the, the few times I did play PC games. Or, like, indie games, which, you know, we all love indies, but they don't, you know, Dwaros and Beat Blast and stuff like that. They, they're not really super amazing, colorful things. Um, like, they don't, like, pop. And I was mm. like, oh, I want to play Tunic because it... Tunic pops. <laughs> it pops. And you gave me the code, and it looks amazing on it. Um, the, so the screen's really good. The UI took me took some time to get used to. I wasn't like crazy about it. I can't get like Game Pass running on it. I think that's just me being an idiot. Mm. Um, definitely, some games are like hit and miss on how they play. Even games that say they're playable, or sorry, unknown games. Like I'll try to boot up like a lot of them are games that are old, like 2000, 2011. I'll try to boot it up, and Steam just like shuts it down right away. Mm. Like, okay, okay, so I, I don't think they work. <laughs> um, but I have played, so I was playing Torchlight. I'll get to that one in a second. Okay. But Canadian, I was playing Beat Blast, which is uh, the twin six shooter music rhythm, rhythm game. game. Yes. Awesome, awesome game. Verif- verified as well. And I tweeted about it being verified, and the devs were just like, oh, sweet. We didn't do anything. That's <laughs> awesome. I love it when that happens. As a dev. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it works perfectly, and it runs really, really well. Good. Dwaros, I was playing a little bit of that. That like looks great, runs well. Rocket mm-hmm. Rumble runs well. Super Animal Royale, they all run well. Nice. Um, the mouse pad stuff is okay. So so between or, or underneath each thumbstick, there's like a, a touchpad, right? Yeah. And that's what was that? What you mean by mouse pad? Like a trackpad? Oh yeah, sorry. Tra- yeah, it's trackpad. Okay, okay. Um, and it it runs okay. A game like Torchlight, which doesn't have like a uh, a controller. Um, portion or whatever mm. you have you you're basically like it's a Diablo game right so you're like moving the mouse and clicking uh, I had to really play and finick with the controls to get something to like use so what I'm using is like the mouse to move and then like L L1 essentially to click okay. and then like my my character to kind of move the mouse like the direction of where my character is looking so I move with like it's it's pretty complicated, but it took finicky. some time. It's, it's finicky. finicky. Okay. So the games, what I'm trying to get at here is the games that aren't like verified, they're just playable, are definitely like hit and miss. Okay. Um, but a game like Inscription, which I played like 20 minutes of and was confused the whole time, and I'm just like, yo, this, this game is like <laughs> wrecking my brain right from the start. 
awesome. I don't want to spoil it, but right from the start, I was like, I I just was so confused for like three minutes. I was like, <laughs> like what is like what is, uh, did I do? What did I do? Did that's I already... so good. I know exactly what, what got stuck on you. Yeah, what you got stuck on too. Um, but that one's technically not verified. It's just like listed playable, and they all have reasons to say like why they're playable. And I think like a game like Dota Two, it's like the keyboard, like the, yeah, you, know, you can talk. And so that one's okay. Inscription, I don't even know what it was because the the few times I did play, like it controls fine. Um, huh. So it's just like, and then like a game like Lost Ark or whatever, like I wanted to play, like just the, the, like it says, like you can't you can't download it. Basically, like it just uh, doesn't work. Like it won't um, even let you download it to your to your deck. Um, actually, no, actually, yeah, I think the button is like uh, grayed out or whatever. Interesting. If it's okay. in my if it's in my library, maybe because I know I've seen like Company Heroes and Dark. Um, Darks, oh, what's that? Darkest what's that? Dungeon? No, no, no. What's the game where he plays War? Oh, Darksiders or Dark? Yeah, it's Darksiders. Yeah, yeah. That game, like that game, says it's unplayable. I'm not sure if I can download it, but you can hide games from your Steam library um, very easily. So I just like I just like download a game, and and if it doesn't work, I hide it. Nice. Um, so I'm not sure if the the games that don't boot up, I don't know if it's like a steve steam deck issue or if it's just the game is too old or something but i don't like and it should be it should be noted that they are still like there is a team at valve who is still <laughs> checking every single game on steam and i cannot imagine yeah, yeah. job. so they're the store or sorry your library is split up you can like say grade on deck or just like your library mm. and it has the numbers or whatever of how many is in that list. So I've okay. noticed the numbers of like great on deck is like going up. <laughs> okay. That's, that's interesting. So that's games. Nice. Have, yeah. So games have just automatically, cause what was another game? Super animal Royale, I think was, was verified. There was another game, another developer that I tweet out and they're just like, Oh yeah, we didn't, we didn't do anything. I think it was rocket rumble actually where nice. I tweeted out and I think they're verified and they're like, we didn't do anything to, that's ver- awesome. to verify. So it just like works. Um, Check sentience. Sentience, I think, last time I saw was not uh, was um, it was like unknown or whatever. Ah, yeah, I don't imagine. Well, no, it has full controller support. I am yeah. curious what it what it runs like. Can you can you type? Um, is there a keyboard thing in Sentience? No, no. Well, I mean, you can redeem a code on the shop, but I assume it just brings up like the Steam keyboard. Yeah, the Steam keyboard is actually not that bad. It uses it splits the keyboard in half, and the tra- and the trackpad you can move on either side. So oh, okay, I like that. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sentience might be like just playable then, because it seems like the ones that have like a chat or keyboard or something like that are kind of a little bit finicky. But mm. um, the battery life, I'm actually super impressed by. Really, it, it lasts longer than I thought. Um, How long is longer than you thought? <clears throat> like I was. I, I play it in a full evening. Like I go online, super animal Royale or whatever I play it. And then I stop and you know, it's at 60% or whatever. Like it, huh. it seems to last like I'm playing indie games. Right. So that's the right. thing. I haven't, yeah. I haven't played like control or Elden ring or something. Yeah. Like that. I heard, <laughs> I heard once you like install windows and stuff that you just like count your battery in half. Yeah. I less. think I, I think the IGN review said he had Halo. He was playing halo on windows and it was plugged in, and his battery was going down. <laughs> Will it die? I guess it would just die eventually. Yeah, huh? it would just die, I think, and then huh. just start charging up, and then just die again. I guess. That's, I don't know. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, the indie like it's definitely. I would say four, like 
four to five hours of just like the indie games I'm playing because I played a lot of Beat Blast. That was probably the game before Tunic that nice. I played the most of, and it's good. It's awesome. Um, and then I'm just trying to I'm just trying to think of like what what else. But the Steam, it's so good, dude. The thing the I got the what hard drive size did you get? You got the big the five twelve, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, good call because uh, after after all the Steam shit, I had like thirty gigs mm. <laughs> of stuff, so I had wow. I bought an SD card. Yeah, my plan currently, uh, I'm not getting mine till later this year. But Are you Q2? Plan, yeah, I'm Q2. So it's something like, here, wait, I'll tell you right now on Steam. My I, plan was to wait for like a really good sale on micro SD cards. And then I'm going to buy like a terabyte or something. Mm. And then I don't know, I'll probably put the bigger one in the Steam Deck. But then I also have one I've been using on my Switch. So I'll either swap one out or, or yeah. another one. But yeah, I'm just planning to put a big S, micro SD in it. I think I only bought like 128 or maybe 256 because I was like, I would never play Elden Ring or these AAA games on this. Yeah, thing you'd want to play that on your PlayStation. It's, it's always going to be a PlayStation thing for me. I'm just checking out some of the other. Okay, so so it tells me I can expect mine between July and September 2022. So yeah, um, yeah, and so it's just that some games require like finicking with the controller because Dota was like that too, and Heather ended up just like giving up. She was like, I don't want to, I don't have ah. to deal with this. So you gotta you gotta kind of edit, but it gives you a lot of things. Like you could basically remap every single button, okay, including the trackpad and including clicking on the Very trackpad. Very nice, so yeah, because you made it left bumper for torchlight. Yeah, exactly. So like, what does left bumper do? Is it a left mouse click or a right mouse click? Like, what's the equivalent? So it's it's really good. And then the then the verify games, or at least most of the games, seem to just have like an official one. Nice. I don't know if it's official, like from the devs, or it's just like Steam just says, Steam. like, here's the one that works. <laughs> like, mm. um, but yeah, and then I was playing like Super Animal Royale, uh, which is the main Vancouver, the Furby, no, not Furby, furry, uh, like Battle Royale game. Um, and that was online and it worked really well. And it Wait, was, is it furries if they're just animals? I don't know. I just remember Jake telling me that the like, game like really hit off with furries. I could see that. <laughs> that wasn't yeah. their intention. They just like they thought it was a cool contrast of like all these animals shooting each other and stuff and trying to survive. It in felt a forest. like. Do you remember Happy Tree Friends, the no. web cartoon of like cute animals being violently dismembered? No, it's kind of like that. It feels yeah. like that was and but then they're just like oh and but like the fur like furry community like really gravitated towards the thing or or the furry community wants what the furry community wants or the opposite and people left reviews and being like it's for furries (laughs) they they moved on so it's like a double-edged source of it but that that was online and that was playing great um overall man steam deck is fucking great i'm excited i'm glad you're liking it too because it's not cheap it is a luxury consumer electronic and i know in the last like (laughs) this last month i've just been buying stupid shit and like I bought a 3ds, like a hacked 3ds from a buddy of mine, and then the Steam Deck, and that was like, that was like eight hundred dollars yeah. of machines. I was like, why did I do this? But you know what, Steve? The ocean's on fire, and the sun's gonna blow up. So you know what? Just buy a Steam Deck. Yeah. The saying. one thing I wanted to do was buy Dawn of Dawn of, Mo- um, Dawn of Monsters. You want that physical copy for but your it was, PS5, don't you? Uh, but it was like eighty bucks USD or something. Ugh. Seventy bucks was shipping. I'm like, oh. I can't do that. Yeah, that hurts. so then I don't know if I should just wait like for it to I don't know. I don't know. They so like I've seen a lot of games like that do really well one place like get physical copies elsewhere like The Pathless had like 
a limited run physical copy and then a and then a I am 8 bit physical copy and then eventually just made it on the store shelves. Yeah. So like if it, like if it does well enough, your chances of getting it physical go up and the price goes down, but Yeah, cuz I still see Runbo on PS4 and EB Games like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see uh, I saw Monster Crown that Newfoundland game at EB Games last weekend. So mm. I should tweet that. They they're cool. Okay, I only have a couple minutes left. So tell me why you hate Kirby and why you hate life. <sighs> I hate Kirby and life for very similar reasons. And that's <laughs> they're both disappointing. They're both disappointing. Uh, I purchased it's right here on my desk. I have Kirby it too. And the forgotten land feast your eyes on a wild world of 3d platforming action. I did feast my eyes, Steve, and I was quite disappointed. This game has, it appears to me what well, has the normal. It apparently this was huge with Pokemon RCS. I just didn't play that game because, I respect myself. And so apparently it's the same issue where like, if you get like 10 meters away from anything, it just like the resolution just halves in like a very, very noticeable way. You see it with the tops of trees big time. Like they just go flat. Um, But anything that's moving in the world has three different frame rates. It seems depending on how far away you are. And I first noticed it the first time I got to one of those tomatoes with the M on it that you see from Kirby games. Yeah. Cause it's in your, it's in your like home hub. Yeah. Your home base where all the waddle D's are are building their, their huts or whatever. But I walked up to it and it was spinning 60 FPS. I'm like, Oh cool. And then I started moving away from it. And then like out of the corner of my eye, I saw it just like all of a sudden get really choppy. And I was like, that's weird. And I kept moving away from it. And then, by the time you're like 20 meters away, it's like two FPS. Like the M is somewhere, the M moves somewhere else on it. And then the M moves back to where it was like, like it, it, it just looks like a picture show. Like it looks I, did, like I the, didn't notice until you posted on whatever Twitter discord or whatever. And I was just like, and then I was playing this morning and I was like, Oh yeah, it, it really does. Like it's a lot of people down. also pointed out, they were like, yeah, they didn't notice and didn't care. And I think it is just like QA testing for a year and a half has really broke my brain. Cause like I just looked for performance issues to report to programming. But yeah, the first thing I noticed was like anything you're anything in your peripheral in this game halves its resolution as soon as you step away from it and anything moving just like drops to two FPS. And so it's all I can notice as I play is like all these things in the background that look like they're hopping around like a sticky note flip book. Yeah. You know Cause I was mean? playing another one where you're, it was like a water level and there's these alligator, this alligator that mm-hmm. kind of was swimming around an Island pretty mm-hmm. early in the game. It's like the first level of the second world. And, uh, and then like, it just looks so weird just swimming like so slow. Like it looks so stupid. And it's big things too. Like there's these big bison you find in the first world that are in the distance, like rubbing their feet, getting ready to charge at you. And you you're walking towards them and I'm watching them like try to bring their feet back and forth at like two FPS. And I'm like, I can't play this game, Steve. Like I physically do not. I am physically repulsed by this game. And again, if frame rate doesn't matter to you, it's a 3D, 3D they, they did Kirby 64, but you can go into the background now. Like, they did it. You know? It is fun. Like, I am it enjoying is. it. Yeah, and I love Kirby 64 because it ran at a stable frame rate. But Kirby... There's no way it ran at a stable frame rate. It's a 64 game. Mm, just, I would wager... You're just too stupid and young to know. I would wager, as a stupid young person who didn't play a lot of N64 games... <laughs> Kirby 64 runs at a more consistent frame rate than Kirby and the Forgotten. I don't know. Ways. I kind of, I kind of want to. All right, we'll, we'll we'll figure this out. We'll put it in the bet section and come back to it. Oh, but that's right, the bet section. The bet section is 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 getting a new entry. But yeah, Kirby <laughs> hurts my brain and eyes to play, and it's rather. 
Cause and then people are like, oh, it's the Switch again. Like, you know what I played on the Switch? Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Splatoon Two. Yeah, Arms, I know. Breath of the Wild, Smash Bros, Mario Kart. All these games do not do this horrendous two FPS Kirby animation bullshit it's and true. look better. So if you're gonna tell me, random people of Twitter and a couple Discords and group chats I'm in, that it's because of the Switch hardware, I agree. I just don't think it's a good enough excuse when other games with the nintendo logo on the same spot of the box hit a hit a more stable and no it's true they released they they launched the switch with like the greatest video game of all time and now just every game you made a pokemon open world game that was exactly the same thing and it's going to be compared to it like you're going to look at it and be like this world looks like shit and it runs that being said like heather played the shit out of that game and loved it and tried to like 100 percent it so it's it depends on what you hate. It does. It does. <laughs> because Horizon, you know, I <laughs> like I feel like I have some patience for games like Battle Battlefront 2042, Fallout You certainly have more patience than I do. And so if you're having an issue, but you know what none of those games ever did to me? They didn't lock me out of a goddamn trophy. So Horizon, <laughs> I can't get the fucking platinum. And it was just like it was the last bug I hit cuz I had just a myriad of bugs like invisible walls, invisible characters. UI shit all over the place. Mm. Frame rate drops, blah, 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 blah. But the last thing, the icing on the cake was the last mission I had to finish is glitched out and it won't give me the trophy for finishing it and I'm locked out of the platinum. A- A2 Brute. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. And so they patched it the other day and I looked at the patch notes and I wrote in Reddit. I'm like, oh, they didn't, they didn't fix the bug for the story mission. And someone wrote to me too, being like, oh yeah, same thing. I'm like, okay, fill out this PlayStation form. Like, let's get them looking at this because I just want to delete this game. Yep. uh, And that's the thing. That's the thing with Elden Ring and with Tunic where I'm just like, oh, I just got finished playing this open world game and it didn't, it left a bad taste in my mouth afterwards. So now Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'm playing the Ascent, which is more of a Diablo for um, more like Dead Nation, and it's yeah. actually like it's actually Cyberpunk hitting the Dead spots because I'm just like, yo, this is solid. But we, yeah, but I gotta get going. So. Okay, Let's that's it for episode number two hundred and seven of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to help us do what we do, Patreon.com/slash CanadianGameDevs. Again, we have a twenty percent off discount code for this upcoming XP Game Summit. Uh, the the turnaround on this is not great. It's this week. The as this podcast go live, but. Uh, you can still save some money. Twenty percent off. We should post it in Discord and stuff. Too, we should. Though. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll tell everyone. Yeah. Uh, if you back us at the five dollar tier or higher, we'd like to consider you a credited. That's five dollars U.S., not uh, Canadian. Heads up. Uh, we would like to consider you a credited patron and read your name at the end, like these lovely folks. Thank you so much to Aaron McLeod, Daniel Quack Miller, David Nagy, Dugsy. E. Beer, Eleanor, Elizabeth Avery, hi mom, Gene Leggett, <laughs> Kai Hutchins, Meow the Leon, and Nicholas A. Zorko. Our intro music's by at Jake Boutineau on Twitter, who also did the Super Animal Royale music. Mm-hmm. And our outro music's by at Composing Dan on Twitter. Who did uh, Donna Monsters? I was talking. Whoa, whoa was talking that's so cool that our intro and outro music are the composers of the games we talked about this week. I, I love games. games. I was just talking awesome. I was just talking to Dan uh, earlier this week. He's doing good, so I saw Jake breaking down some Super Animal Royale stuff on Twitter because I think it got a, a, a award or something. It, it, that's cool. Um, yeah, I think they posted. I think they did a new soundtrack or something for it too. Follow Jake Bundo at Jake Bundo. So. I like his setup. He has like a he has like the perfect like Northern Toronto like view of like a typical Toronto street that like his keyboards in front of. It's just really nice. 
if you like this episode, leave us a review, please, wherever you are. Drop it down there. I do check. No one does it. But, you know, when they do, I'll find it. And uh, if you want to send us feedback directly, contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. Follow us on Twitter at Canada Game Devs. Canadian didn't fit in the 15 character limit. And Steve and I are linked in the description there. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve, I will bet you uh, $20 Kirby 64 runs at a higher frame rate than Kirby Forgotten Lands. Okay, deal. We deal. have to... I don't know how we're going to verify this. Yeah, that's true. We'll have to... I bet you that game is like $400 now. No, we'll just find a digital foundry thing or like this, this, this footage exists. I'll, I'll figure it out. And we'll, yeah, but you gotta be just, careful. It's not like a running on a ROM or something. Right. Make sure it's want, running. Mm, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll establish the terms and, uh, uh, let everyone in on the <laughs> winner next week. But, um, here I'll do, I'll do the long, the long one too. Long one. Blue Jays, Blue Jays are going to make the world series. Make the, Oh, I'll take that action. What do you want to bet on that? No, I don't want to bet. That's too far. <laughs> that's too, okay. No, okay. Too much can happen. <laughs> The best bet of my life, Braden Watts, that same Braden who likes Mario I mentioned earlier, came into the the student lounge in like twenty November, November twenty eighteen, and he was like, "I'll bet anyone in this room twenty dollars the Leafs win the cup this year." I stood up immediately and I was like, "Of course, of." Of course, because he was so high on Austin Matthews. It was so funny. He ran over, shook my hand, and like it was game design, so none of these people knew sports. And I was like, anyone in this room should take this bet right now. And I'm sorry, Braden, if anyone did. No one did, because they didn't want to bet and they don't know sports. But I was like, that's a one in what, 31 for me? And it's yeah. the Leafs. Yeah. They, when was the last time the Leafs even made it past the first round? 22 2002 or something like that anyway i won 20 bucks it was incredible and that that feels like the same thing like the jays are gonna win the world series this year speaking of 20 dollars, you have to put it into a stock i do i do and i when when i'm there in halifax i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking adult the shit out of you turn my desk into like a day trading setup it's got like the six screens with red and green lines yeah look at all your (laughs) nfts Oh man, my my wallpaper is just like tiled board apes. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for episode 207. Thank you everyone and goodbye. Bye. I like that episode a lot. What's the quote? What's the quote? What's the quote? Uh, There may be times when we are powerless to prevent injustice, but there must never be a time when we fail to protest. Mm. Ellie Weasel. Mm. Oh, don't worry, Ellie. I'll protest. (laughs) I'll protest on Twitter. I'll protest on TikTok.